How's it going guys? Miguel here from CFS Recovery. In this video, I'm gonna be talking about how do you deal with showers when you have CFS? Because showers can be a really tricky thing, especially if you have a hypersensitive nervous system. It can be very uncomfortable, it can be scary, because when you take a shower, first of all, it's hard to stand up. If the water gets too hot, then your heart rate can go really high, and it might be really high in general, and it can wipe you out. There's a lot of people who have come through the Recovery Jumpstart program, and even just in general, shampooing is very difficult. Soaping yourself is very difficult. So a lot of people will put off showering for weeks at a time. I know myself, there was a time when I couldn't shower for two to three weeks at a time because first of all, getting to the washroom alone was very difficult. So actually getting into the shower, then washing yourself, and then drying yourself off with a towel, it can take everything out of you. So I remember growing up, I used to be a football player. I played football, I was in wrestling, and I knew what it was like to be pretty tired after a workout. Getting out of the shower and drying myself and getting back into the bed, I felt pretty good, but hours later, my body would just feel completely wiped out. And then I would say to myself, I used up all my energy for the week. I'm gonna have to wait a week to recharge. And that's what a lot of you guys might be feeling like, that you just use up a bunch of energy for showering, and now you have to wait a very long time to recharge. Now, me having gone through this for four and a half, closer to five years, at my worst, I was completely bedridden. I was actually hospitalized and I really couldn't function. Now I'm a pretty normal person. I can work full time. I can run this YouTube channel, run our Recovery Jumpstart program. I can pretty much eat whatever I want. I could travel, I could exercise. So I never really have to think about symptoms, let alone showering. So in this video, I wanna share a few things that you can do to help you get to the point where you're showering regularly and it's not this monolith of a task, this impossible task that is on your calendar that you find yourself anticipating leading up to that day of showering. And I'm gonna give you a few practical tips so that it's easier for you to follow. So tip number one, don't go too hot. You want your water to be warm. I know a lot of us, we can feel like we earned a nice hot shower, it can feel really good on your skin. Some people, it's also the opposite, so hot water can make you feel worse. But for me, I really enjoyed my hot showers because I would go, like I said, two to three weeks at a time without showering, so when I did get into the shower, I was like, man, I deserve a nice, warm, slash hot shower. So it just felt really, really good, but I found when I put it on the hot water setting, it would wipe me out after. I didn't connect the dots at the time, but looking back now, that was kind of the pattern that was happening. So definitely don't go too hot. You wanna go kind of lukewarm to warm. You don't want too much of a temperature change because that's something else that's tricky with a hypersensitive nervous system is our body has a hard time adapting to changing temperatures. It has a hard time adapting to anything really. If you really think about it, all CFS is your body has a very difficult time adapting to different environments, whether it's temperature or sound or brightness or going from sitting down to standing up our body has a very hard time adapting and that's no different when it comes to temperature. So don't go too extreme on the hot side. You wanna keep it lukewarm to warm. So that's number one. Number two is if you need to, sit down in the shower. That's completely fine. The first month that I was showering regularly, if not the first two months, I was sitting down. In the hospital, they had actually brought me a chair. I think they called it a commode. They would wheel me in there, leave me in there, and I'd just sit in the chair and I'd shower at my grandparents' house, prior to going to the hospital, I would actually sit on a chair. 
also at my dad's place. So I was moving back and forth there. I would sit on a chair in the shower. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's actually probably better that you do that in the beginning if you are coming from a place of being bedridden or you have difficulty standing. So sitting down in the shower is a huge help. If you don't have a chair, you could also sit on the floor. That also helps. So when I got out of the hospital and I was living at my mom's place, then I would actually sit on the floor while taking a shower. I tried taking baths, but I found that my heart would just be pounding and it was very distracting. So it was hard for me to actually relax in a bath. So I found if I were to ever take a bath, there would be bath water, but I would also have the shower on because my heart rate was like amplified. So sitting down in the shower, that really helps. That's point number two. And that leads me to my next point, number three, which is the heart rate. Your heart rate will naturally be quite high when you start to take showers, especially if you start doing this and your level is at mainly sitting down most of the day or bedridden, standing or even sitting up, that's gonna cause an increase in your heart rate. Add in the warm water on top of that, your heart rate will be up, but don't be afraid, that's okay. I used to get really nervous about my heart rate getting too high. I would wear a heart rate tracker in the shower, it was waterproof, and uh, even just feeling my heart rate in the shower, I would feel it and my heart was just pounding like crazy, and I would get really worried. But it was that anticipation and worry that translated into me feeling tons of symptoms afterwards. I didn't realize it at the time, but it wasn't just the shower that wiped me out after. It was the anticipation of the shower and also my nervousness during and after the shower that causes symptoms to flare up. So your heart rate is going to be high when you shower. It's completely fine. You don't have to worry about that. Even if it's high, just know that it's completely okay. That's completely normal. Even me to this day, my heart rate goes up in the shower. So things are just amplified a little bit more when you do have a hypersensitive nervous system. So there's nothing to fear there. That's completely normal. A really good tip I have for the end of a shower is running cool water. I used to hate these. I would always hear about cold showers, cold baths, and I actually tried it a few times when I was sick, when I was very debilitated. This one time I, I learned about the Wim Hof method. This guy Wim Hof, basically he takes ice baths and the way he describes it is you do this breathing exercise and you expose yourself to cold and it can cure almost any disease, right? At least that's the impression I got. So I uh, told my grandma to fill up the bath with really, really cold water. I sat in it and I was just shaking the whole time. I was shivering like crazy. Now, at the time, me doing that, that was way too extreme. That was too much for my body to handle. I shouldn't have done that. But what I found really helped was running cool water at the end of the shower. And it got to the point where as I was getting used to the cool water, I would turn it to cold water. And for the first two to three minutes of it, I would only run it for maybe 15 to 20 seconds at a time. But for the next two to three minutes, I would feel like my body was running on adrenaline. Like I'd feel super energized, super awake. What happened after was I actually felt really, really relaxed. I felt my symptoms calm down a little bit. The pain in my body was definitely down. The jitteriness, the wiredness was definitely down along with the buzzing. So I found cool and cold showers to really, really help me, especially when I took showers at nighttime. So when I took showers at nighttime, I would run cold water at the end of the shower and that really, really helped me. So these are just a few things to think about when you do start taking showers. Again, if you're starting from the point of being bedridden, you do have to build up to it, but it will get to a point where you can shower every single day. There was a time when, you know, I think the longest time I didn't take a shower for, it was about six weeks. Yeah, it was about six to seven weeks, really bad. That's when I was really sick. I had just transitioned from being at my dad's place, completely wrecked, 
to go into the hospital in the ICU. I didn't shower there for about a month. I didn't shower for about six to seven weeks. It was crazy. Now I shower every day, no problem. And there's a lot of people in the program who, when they first come in, they have to be sitting down, right? There's actually a lady, I wanna give a huge shout out to her, Krista, cause she's absolutely crushing it. I'm so amazed with her progress. I'm so proud of her cause she was putting in the work and this is someone who had long COVID, seen many, many specialists and doctors and so many things. Actually, let me read it because it's just crazy. It's been to two different long COVID clinics, both at major medical research facilities, seen well over 30 different medical professionals, five different acupuncturists, had counseling, psychiatry, functional medicine, a bunch of physios, and she was stuck. When she came into the program, she had to stay seated for the days that she did take a shower if she was able to. Two to three months in, she can shower standing up, no problem. And she's out walking every day and it's really, really cool to see. So we know these principles work, right? When you are showering, it can be very uncomfortable in the beginning, but that does get better. Along with all of your other symptoms, as long as you keep the main thing the main thing, we focus on fixing the hypersensitive nervous system issue, that umbrella problem, all the other problems under that. POTS, the dizziness, the pain, the fatigue, insomnia, food sensitivities, IBS, all of those things, they fix themselves over time. Well, they don't fix themselves, but you fixing that, that umbrella problem, the big problem of the nervous system, that's gonna fix all these things. And those things will go away as the nervous system improves. The subscriber highlight comment of the day comes from Steven. How's it going, Steven? Hey Miguel, after watching this, would it be correct to say you basically trigger the symptoms, whether on purpose or just by getting by day to day, and then you convince the brain that the symptoms are friendly and nothing to worry about? Therefore, the next time you do the same thing, your brain might produce slightly less warning symptoms. Repeat, repeat, and repeat until your brain is less sensitive. Then you can throw a bigger challenge at your brain next time. Essentially, yes, that's what it is. So in a way, you are doing exposure therapy. It's exposure therapy to not just the activities, but the symptoms associated with that activity. So it's exposure therapy to both. Most people just try doing exposure therapy to activities, so they'll walk a little bit further, then a little bit further, then try this and that, but they're not really working on the symptom side of things because the symptoms will come up 110%. So you have to work on both. But in doing so, yes, your capacity, your stress threshold for doing things increases every single time and you're able to do more and more and more. So sometimes you'll increase activity, you'll get symptoms, and maybe you don't level up. Maybe you're at the same place, but that's usually because there was some panic or fear doing that level of activity and the symptoms you were experiencing and that's pretty normal so as long as you're focusing on your response to the symptoms and you're responding in the best way that you possibly can then you will be leveling up so that is the key to recovery and that's something we help people with in the program so i hope you guys got some value out of this video hit that like button hit that notifications bell so you don't miss any of the videos and if you did want some extra help if you wanted us to walk you through your own plan for recovery and build a plan for you and really just help you get your life back, then make sure to hit that link down below. You can apply for the program. We do it by an application basis only because we do want to make sure you're a really good fit for this. If you have any other health issues, then I would highly suggest getting those fixed first. And only if you're at that point where the doctors don't know what to do with you and they're saying, hey, you're actually normal, just go home, get some rest. If their hands are tied and they no longer have any solutions for you, that's when I would say apply to this program because that's where we can help you. We work with people who are turned away by all doctors and there's no other solutions, and the people actually get better, and then people recover in this program. 
So if you did want some extra help, make sure to click the link down below. If you qualify, then we would love to help you on your journey. And remember, you are a thriver and you are just one mind shift away from living life with thriving health. I'll see you in the next video.